everyone. Welcome back to The Table. This is our eighth episode, and today, who do we have, Alan? Well, this is Chase Erickson, and uh, Chase had a pretty provocative question yeah. that he would um, he wanted to explore with us, so yeah. uh, I told him we'd love to have him. Yeah. We'd love to have him back, because he was at this table. Well, that's while. true. That's true. But I think he had a beard. He <laughs> did have a beard. So for the people, you that don't recognize him, it's... it's uh, because he's incognito. <laughs> this but, is Ace Cherickson. This is not the real, <laughs> the real version of him. <laughs> so, so Chase, go ahead and, and unpack your question for us, if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, my question is, if uh, Christianity and following Jesus is uh, such a faith of, of and life of service, then how are we supposed to do that in such a self-serving culture? Mm-hmm. And how I kind of started to think about that was I was reading uh, Playing with Fire by Walt Russell, and mm-hmm. he talked hey, about, man. yeah, definitely. Man. And he talked about how our culture is so self-serving and every aspect of our life is how can it benefit me or serve me, mm-hmm. um, including our relationship with God and our worship of God and yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that really stuck out to me. And even I went to church the next day and I started to notice all the songs were talking about like, like to me and to us, like, and just even just singing our worship songs. Sometimes it seems like it can mm. be a lot about us, you know, mm. and yeah. Well, that's a huge question. Yeah. And, um, we, I mean, that's like, we could do 12, maybe we should just do a whole season Volume on Chase's question, right? Chase's question. Uh, but let's, let's narrow it down a little bit and, mm-hmm. and see if we can focus on one aspect of that. Because um, I can, I, I, yeah, there's just all kinds of permutations that, to that issue, which is a huge one. What particularly... Um, I don't know if the word would be intimidate you or um, propose, you know, maybe proposes a, a kind of a difficult uh, negotiation for you personally as you think about that issue of, of our bent towards self-serving. Hmm. I think... I think my biggest, like, I guess, like, issue of that is, um, that's a, that's a good question. Um, what is my biggest issue with that? Yeah, well, or one of your biggest, I mean, one of the things that comes to mind, uh, and maybe, I don't know if you're thinking about it more in this way uh, than another way, but one of the issues that the questions that that raises for me as you ask it is um, since service is such a prominent uh, um, message in in the Bible serving others um, and yet we've uh, we've grown up in this culture where we're you know we're focused on us um how do I avoid, in serving others, doing it in a way that's 
really about me. Mm. I mean, that that would be one one issue, mm. right? Uh, and that's a huge. I think no, that's right. There's like no shortage of YouTube videos of people mm-hmm. giving away like a thousand bucks to a guy. Mm-hmm. They're like, look what I just did. And it's yeah. like, it's not really for the guy. It's really for the guy mm-hmm. that's filming. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you avoid? How do you avoid the real bottom line of the heart motivation of like mm-hmm. this is for me? Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, for me, uh, my biggest like fear would be. Am I truly worshiping God and truly pursuing a relationship or do I just want something out of it? I think especially like for me coming out of like a season of like spiritual dryness out of quarantine, a big Mm -hmm. part of my faith was like, oh, I need to get filled back up again because I was so dry. So I guess for me, it's like, okay, I want to love God and have a relationship with him and then you know, but then I, and like serve him in a way that's glorifying to him, but also not just want something or to be filled with like, you know, joy and happiness. You know, I want to just really truly experience the joy and, um, you know, just loving God and not just for because I want to be happy or something like that. Hmm. Okay. So you don't want your, your, you don't want the dynamic of the way you in, seek to encounter God to be merely about I'm, ex, you know, I'm filled up mm-hmm. and this is for me. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a part of you that's saying, I think that it would be not only like rational, but like maybe biblical to have a faith that is not about me, goes beyond me to other people. And that that's the most fulfilling mm-hmm. part, not necessarily just like a, I'm going to sit in my corner and pray and read my Bible mm-hmm. for five hours. And then today I'm going to go. Uh, on a devotional retreat not that those are bad uh-huh. things you know like yeah. in themselves but it's like that's your only lifestyle I, could, I guess I can kind of see where mm-hmm. maybe in the individualization of your mm-hmm. faith can be a, maybe a problem I can see why that might be a huge problem mm-hmm. yeah and like I know like how can you make your faith your own is like a big like phrase today so right. maybe even that's kind of like contributing to how can this be like mine rather than being more of a part of God's story and his bigger plan. So can you think of a situation in the last week or two that would have prompted you to have that misgiving? Because that that might be helpful for for the conversation. Put some flesh and bones on it. Mm. Well, I think when I was just like reading that book, uh, Playing With Fire, I was just like really thinking about how uh, my faith was self-serving. And um, yeah, I think like for me, like I mentioned before, the the spiritual dryness that I was experiencing and um, just even coming out of like a season of being really far from God and far from community, you know, uh, isolated. Yeah, like more isolated and just kind of the lingering effects of like, you know, dryness and even like depression and just struggling with that and feeling like I had no, like I wasn't like too much of myself and I felt like God made me who I was, which is like true. I, you know, I find my identity in, in Christ, but then it came a lot more about like, God, like I, like I just need you to like, 
like, I need all this stuff for me right now. So, so Chase, um, maybe I miss, I think I may have misunderstood the bent of your question mm -hmm. in the beginning. So let me just uh, do a clarification. So you're not uh, talking about um, service that we do for others as much as the, the, the pure act of what we would assume would be serving God. Well, I think my question covers is pretty broad and would cover other oh. people. Oh, okay. I think just for me personally, the way I related to that question was my direct relationship with God. Um, well, w one thing, one thought, I, I, had, uh, I had this conversation mm -hmm. with um, a professor and a mentor a long time ago, and uh, I had decided that I didn't want to ask God for anything. That that just was. I, I didn't want self-interest mm -hmm. to be a part of my my pursuit of, of God, and um, I thought that sounded really noble. You know, just I just want God for God's sake, mm -hmm. and and uh, Dr. Anderson. Uh, when I told him that, he, he just kind of looked at me. <laughs> this really puzzled look. He says, uh, "Alan, um, the only way that humans can approach God is is in a posture of need." Mm -hmm. And I, does does that speak to you, what you're wrestling with at all, or am I mm -hmm. missing? Yeah, no, definitely, and I would agree that we. So, so I guess, you know, just as a starting point, I, I would say, I mean, yes, there can be an issue of self-interest mm -hmm. that is uh, egotistical or narcissistic mm -hmm. or whatever, but just the pure sense of needing God, Yeah. Uh, I guess I'd just like to get that off the table. Yeah, sure. That's good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because that's, that's our normal posture. Yeah. By, by virtue of the fact that we're, you know, human beings. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. The, the one who created the universe certainly has way more resources oh, at yeah. its disposal yeah. than we do. Yeah. Yeah. I and like a, to ask for that all the time. Yeah. Come and ask, come and uh -huh. ask, come and ask. Oh, good point. Yeah. I like what uh, John Piper says. I can't remember where I heard it from, but remember him saying, like in terms of just like praying, how he would pray, like God, like I am utterly dependent on you mm -hmm. for all things, mm -hmm. and so I really like that, mm -hmm. um, and that is true. And I just think, I guess where I was going more with it is, um, you know, like I mentioned, like the worship songs and stuff like that. I feel like there's a lot of like imes and me's, like in terms mm -hmm. of like our worship of God. Like yeah. even think of that lyric, like you are perfect in all of your ways. Then there's like a to us at the end. And then I was like, well, is that like pure worship of just God? Or is it also like worshiping how God can like do things for us, you know? Or, do we have to separate those? Uh, I don't think we have to. Okay. Um, I just guess since I was in yeah. like the self-serving mindset, those kind of stuck out to me a little more. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I, I'm picking up on something as we're talking about this, like... You know, you're talking about worship services, you're talking about our private kind of like interaction with God. I think we underestimate how individualistic our society as mm -hmm. a whole is. Like we're coming from the equation, not from a collectivist mm -hmm. mindset like most people in the world that see, oh my gosh, 
Alan's not okay. I'm not okay because Alan's not okay. Mm-hmm. You know, my, he's my family. I'm defined by him, so we need to help each other. It's like, well, th- I'm not necessarily. I am fine. I'm doing well. You might not be doing Bummer so well. to be him. Bummer for you, man. <laughs> like, and I think that can leak a lot into um, the way that we live our faith. But what's really interesting to me as we're talking about it is you look at all the ways that the church is talked about in the New Testament and the way that Jesus talked about the church in the New Testament as a community. Mm-hmm. He assumes it's a community. He assumes not only that it's a community, he assumes it's a family. And what you do for your family is like, it's really redefining the way that you see other people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if Jesus, what Jesus said is true, you're, you're like a brother to me. And that should really change the way I see you. I think we have a hard time with that in the United States, not as a concession to just individualism, but I don't think we're set up for success because we kind of do make experiences individualistic Mm-hmm. And we're not, you know, not all the time. And I'm not talking about every particular branch of Christendom, but I think the one that we're talking about right now is, um, I've just noticed, yeah, it's hard to be in community. It's hard to, there seems to be sometimes a lot in the way, not only externally, like the systems don't really allow that, but I think internally there's anxiety, transparency, vulnerability are going to be required of me. Um, honesty also, I. Uh, you know, to be honest, you know, it's like there's work involved being with people, you know, when in reality, it's so much easier to relate to somebody on Instagram or Facebook and just be like, well, I'm talking to them. I said, what I need to say bye-bye. You know, I can turn you off, turn you on. Bye-bye. You know, but this is not that. Like if you're family, I can't turn that off. I can't, I can't be like, well, you're not my brother today. And that's challenging. Um, how many one another's are there in scripture? It's like 20 yeah, something. It's 20 something, you know, and that's the basic assumption of the apostles is like this is that's normal to be in a community that sees itself as a family and that is putting itself out there their problem is that they were too open like people had first corinthians chapter five they all knew about a situation that was happening there it was pretty shady how'd they all know that because <laughs> they're in each other's lives but i don't think externally the systems are there right now for to allow us i think in the modern modern way to, to integrate that way. And I think internally that's taught us to be a little anxious and timid. I don't know what you think about that. I'm sure you'd have so much more to say on this being that you were in Guatemala and had experienced a whole different dynamic uh, there. Well, I, what I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on, hmm. um, what I hear Chase's, I, I, there's kind of two things that are that are going on in that I'm I'm hearing. Um, one is uh, a concern for uh, a self-centered um, s- uh, seeking of God. That's not really that's not really about seeking God, but it's really about um, seeking my 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 satisfaction which is different mm-hmm. from recognizing that you're needy right mm-hmm. uh, is that i think that's solid yeah. yeah so i think you know i i, I think um, the fact that our culture is so me centered um, we do have to do a check on our soul yeah. periodically and and we do um, you know dr anderson was right uh, the only posture, the only possible posture in which we can we can seek God is is from a position of need. But um, there's the issue of um, knowing you have a need, but it, it, 
are, am I seeing God as the one who can meet that need completely? Um, which prompts the gratitude and worship and, mm-hmm. and joy and, and a hunger mm-hmm. for God? Or am I looking for self-satisfaction? Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, you know, in Acts where uh, chapter, chapter 8, um, you know, Peter is ministering among the, uh, or Philip is, is ministering among the, the Samaritans and all these people are responding and, you know, it says the Holy Spirit fell on these people and he's like, dude, how much can I pay you? I want to do that too, you know, and, and, you know, ostensibly he had already made a decision to follow Jesus, but what was really going on apparently was, was something much less than that. It was, it wasn't pursuing God. It was, it was, you know, a pursuit of personal gain, right? Hence the word simony, uh, in, in our language. But, um, I, I, I think that is something we definitely have to check on. If, if that's a question you're asking coming out, look, uh, the statistic is roughly 70% of high school students. I don't, and I'm sure it's not much lower for, for, you know, 20 somethings and beyond, but 70% of high school students were dealing with depression during, during Mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. And like I say, I'm sure it's, it's probably higher for parents of children who had to study at home, but, um, that's a joke. I take that Uh out. Okay. So, um, with that in mind, certainly you probably ran into Mm -hmm. some emotional walls and, and so, uh, this, you know, seeking God to get past that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there may be a little bit of selfishness mm-hmm. to that, but I think in the main, it's it's coming from mm-hmm. that place of, right. uh, man, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And I mean, God is the best place to run if we are struggling with that. And I mean, that is a need mm-hmm. that we need filled. I think I was maybe more talking about like the lingering effects of that sure. and then maybe just sure. the, you know god well i just like need to be filled right now or like um in like a self-serving way oh uh, and and that's where we yes mm-hmm. and, and and i agree with you that's mm-hmm. where that check mm-hmm. that periodic yeah. check needs to come up it's like uh, uh this friend of mine bob shogren is said you know there's all the difference between uh for god so loved the world that he God gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him, Jesus, son of God, uh, should not perish but have eternal life. That's one way to read it. The other is, for God so loved the world. That's us. Yes, we're awesome. <laughs> that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, oh, that's us again. You know, one is, is all about me and us and the other is all about God, right? So that that is something we have to, to do a check on, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I would really dis- discourage you from, from being too hard on yourself because you're desperate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Made of dust, poor and needy, that kind of thing. You can do nothing uh-huh. without me, says Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> there's a lot, uh-huh. there's a lot in there. You, you know, um, the probably the most significant revival in the last 
hundred years was called the East African Revival. And it started, I think, in Uganda or what was then Tanganyika. Uh, now it's Tanzania. But um, it was a, a group of, of, pas- uh, of African pastors and European missionaries who were meeting for prayer and realized that, uh, you know, because this is in a colonial context, um, they both had imbibed of, of the inf- effects of colonialism and that there was a barrier between them. And they spent days praying and repenting and confessing their, their sins of, of you know, prejudice and resentment and everything else. And that, that revival went on for, I mean, it, it was huge. It was expansive. It, it went through all of East Africa and beyond. But it was predicated on repentance and confession. And uh, acknowledging what was wrong, you know, each person, there's the individual part, each person acknowledging how they had imbibed of racism or prejudice or resentment. And um, some really huge, huge change occurred in, 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 in the region. And uh, I, I think that we can learn from that. Um, you know, we, we can learn to be um, even in our seeking of God, to to do honest examination of our heart and whether we are, uh, how deeply are we imbibing of the culture and in a culture of, of, of self, you know, it's the water we swim in. We're not going to always be aware. I mean, if you ask a fish how they like the water, the fish doesn't even know there's water, right? Because mm-hmm. fish lives in water. And, and in the same way, we're living in a culture where... Um, Taking care of number one is mm-hmm. is what we do, mm-hmm. and and so checking ourselves periodically against that and making sure that we aren't um, just chugging down cultural values in, instead of uh, the Jesus way. Um, I think that's a really good practice for all of us. Mm-hmm. So, dude, you made us. Feel we should probably end with. With confession, repentance. Right now. <laughs> uh, On camera, man, we're no, busted. But I think there's something that I'm thinking about the interplay between this of the me being filled, serving others. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that as I'm thinking about that, I can't think of any place in Scripture that seems to suggest there's a joy in God the way that we're looking for without other people. Like I even mm-hmm. think of First John. Yep. Yep. He says, like, I'm writing these things to you so that our joy, joy can be fulfilled. Yeah. Or, um, or Paul, even better, Romans 1, Paul in Romans 1, I want to be encouraged by you in your faith. But I even think of, uh, there's Ephesians chapter 5. How do we get filled with the Spirit, according to Paul? Well, he talks about a few things. He says, like, singing, and, singing songs and hymns and addressing one another in spiritual songs spiritual of one another. Songs. And he seems to also imply singing alone as well as an option. And he says giving thanks, and then he mentions a really awkward thing that people forget, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. So he's saying, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, you want to be filled, go serve other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Jesus said. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So God almost kind of caters to our self-seeking nature and says, you really want the joy? Like, there they are, you know? Yep. Let's go serve them together. And I think that's, that's, great, that's kind of where I think, what I think of when I'm thinking about this. Like the, the best moments of my life, the last 10 years, I'm sure have multiple individuals involved. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say like, oh, it's off on my own. It was like the best. I'm sure there are some moments here and there, but mm-hmm. 
greatest amount of joy I've experienced has been in serving other people, hearing their story and and doing what we're doing right now, just having conversations. Like this is way more fun than Alan sitting in a room talking to a camera, especially if you're on the other side of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Chase? Yeah, I was gonna ask like, how, how do you think, like do you think the church today is like doing a good job at like maybe creating environments for us to submit to one another? Um, and to really truly like serve each other. Oh, there's um, podcast eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Podcast eleven. I, that might be a question I, for another time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think on just in closing level, for today. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that? Does that give you some some track to run mm-hmm. on? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So in other words, God, I want to be filled. He's like, uh-huh. good. There they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. go. You know. Yeah. That's that's how it seems to be. So. Mm-hmm. So we should like take that yeah. desire to be like self-serving and filled and put that towards yeah. other people. Yeah. Actually, actually serve other people uh-huh. with that. And you Anonymously. Know, not, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you just right. He's yeah. like, you kind of brought up just to kind of finish on that. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of aspect today in today's culture where it's like, I'm serving to be seen to, because I'm serving. And what I really want is to be actually served by people's praise. And Jesus was highly critical of people, mm-hmm. especially religious people who mm-hmm. did that kind of service. And so he did advocate anonymity, mm-hmm. you know, in the ways that we serve other people at times, because it's not about their praise. Don't and we, have, left hand we want to be, yeah, guarding ourselves. Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, which is all about that. Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Don't sound a trumpet before mm-hmm. you, you know, don't go before people to hear, to be, basically be praised like hypocrites, but go in secret. Your father who sees in secret will reward you. I think that's great wisdom for right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not making it about me mm-hmm. is saying, I don't care who sees me right now. I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so good question for our audience is, are the people around you right now that you can think of maybe as you're listening to this conversation, um, maybe you haven't thought about them in a while and you're just kind of, we're talking about this kind of junk. Oh yeah, that person might need some help. Or, you know, what's, what's the level of joy that you've personally experienced in serving other people? Are there any experiences you want to share with us? Yes. Um, that have been, you know, life-changing for you and kind of what Chase shared uh, that's changed your, your, your dynamic. We'd love to hear it. Um, and we'd love to have you on the podcast to be yeah. part of our community so that we can have joy uh, with you. Um, kind of segue that in. Yeah, it's really, really boring if there's nobody here. Yeah. So <laughs> you have no idea. No, like, it, it, we'd love to have you, for real. And just to have you on to hear your questions, what you're thinking about. Um, and so if you'd like to leave us a question, there's two different ways to do that. Um, on YouTube, you can leave a comment, which we will respond to and look at. Um, if you are on our podcast, you can email us at uh, connect at northcountyproject.org. We're on Spotify. We're trying to get on iTunes. We're not there just yet. As of this episode, hopefully by the time it airs, we will be. But check us out on Spotify and on Anchor and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And you can leave uh, either comments on your social media. When you see it shared, we'll see that. And we'd love to interact with you. So again, thanks, Chase, for coming on and drinking some tea with yeah. us and, yeah. and asking us. the hard making questions work. and making us yeah. work. <laughs> this is a joyful experience yeah. as a result. So <laughs> thank you. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Yep. Take care. Bye.